I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're converting people one stomach at a time to what fresh food can taste like. You use whatever you can use and you respect every bit of it. You know, if it's in season, you use it. We need to study and we need to read and we need to know about our region and what it's doing before we can start putting things on dishes. Hello and welcome again to the Quicksand Food Connection. Today I speak with Yost from Flower Water Salt Bakery in Barrel. He's a really great guy and it was great to chat to him. Flower Water Salt's a fantastic bakery. They make organic stone ground real sourdough they also have a range of other products and beautiful pastries and things and they contributed some lovely recipes to the southern highlands cookbook i had a great time talking to yost and i found out a lot about bakery and a lot about his business and i hope you enjoy this conversation with yost from flower water salt bakery in barrel yeah well my my theory on flower salt is basically like it's a modern take on the bakery, you know, the, the, the Australian, Australian bakery, you go in, you grab a drink and you grab a pie or whatever, and then you go. Yeah. Flower water salt's the same. You, you can, obviously. And then in the Australian bakery, you can sit down if there's a few tables or whatever. But that's the same principle behind it, except we've just taken it up a notch. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you come in, you grab your stuff and you go. And, yeah. Um, exactly, because you'll notice in Sydney and Melbourne too, everyone's getting smaller and smaller because you just can't afford to run... And, and as you know, probably the fine dining places in Sydney and even Canberra probably just can't survive. Mm. It's just the overheads are too high. The yeah. wages are way too high. Oh, so, yeah. Wages is something that's definitely hard to deal problem. with. Yeah. And I, I really like that. I, I really like it. I Every time I'm, you know, down the coast or in Barrel, I always, you know, if you've got good coffee and you've mm. got a good suite, I'll go there in the afternoon just for yeah. a coffee. But... You don't always want to sit down at a restaurant for lunch or a cafe. You want you want sometimes you just want stuff to be quick, and you don't want to go to bloody yeah, subway. You still or, don't want rubbish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and there's not right. that there's not that many places like unless that's why it goes well in Barrel because the dem, the what's happening in Barrel in terms of people working, um, the the type of people, the occupations. It, it's the nine to five of Barrel. Yeah, that works fits in well with Flower of Salt. Yeah, so if you chuck the flower salt in Martin Place, it would it would go good because it's that grab and go yeah, kind exactly. of concept, which is a lot of people, a lot of places are. But it's a nice grab and go, you know, it's a good good quality grab and go. So yeah, and if you want to sit there, and if you want to sit there and and you know have a little business meeting over like a yes. quick cup of coffee or whatever, right. the same sort of clientele. But you mm. know, you know, they dine in and they mm. they pay they pay for it and whatever. That's right. and, 
you know. The other problem too, I think, <clears throat> is that there are a few of those grab and go places or bakeries or whatever around, but their service is just rubbish. So, mm. you know, why would you go there? Because the service is, you know, we spend a lot of time on service. Yeah. And customer training and stuff, um, staff training. So. Yeah, I think it's pretty important. I think a lot of places, especially places like you say, that are really worried about um, your staff costs. Mm you know they always compromise on service quality because they're oh, trying yeah. to you know pull one person off yeah. off a shift at any particular time to try to yeah, you know right. relieve those costs and then yeah. the service suffers and then well, that's the business that's suffers. what's the hardest thing in hospitality because hospitality is service like why go out i might as well just stay home yeah like you're going out so someone else can do it for you yeah exactly and um and you want and and you want to go out because you want someone to look after you because you're tired or you're hungry or whatever or you're thirsty mm. you want someone to do it for you that's it and so if there's those people aren't there yeah you know um, and you always you always remember bad. i think you remember bad service then you more than you'll remember a, an average meal oh that's right my um my uncle worked for heineken in holland he designed restaurants on like Heineken would take over service stations. You know, in Europe, it's very different. But yeah, he's, he he said they did surveys and the number one thing they remember is the experience. So if you go out, they remember the experience. Second thing was whether they remembered it was expensive or cheap or whatever. Yep. And they never remember what they ate. Yeah. <laughs> they remember whether it was good or bad, but they don't remember... Then. But the first thing they remember is the service, like the experience. Yeah. So they go, oh, I can't remember exactly what I ate. Yeah. But I remember like the the, the 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 service, I guess, and the experience, and that's what you're trying. Yeah, that's cool. Like you touched on there, I guess your um your Dutch heritage, and I'm half Dutch as well. My oh, dad right. and my my dad's a migrant, and um, right. one of the recipes that you gave us for the book are the ginger and dark chocolate biscuits, which are yeah. one of my personal favourites. Yeah. And I, I talked to Kirsty about it as well, using that speckle spice in there and yep. you do incorporate a bit of that into what you do at flower water salt yeah. yes um i think the i think the main thing that i want to do is i just want to keep it simple i didn't want to have huge range and i want to do something different so that's why i threw speculars in there and i was really confident from the start that it would go really well so i just um yeah i just started making it and then just took off mm. Um, and then the specular spice became sort of Kirsty's idea of using it in there because it is sort of a unique flavour and that. Mm. So um, yeah, and I think just having I think just having something different in there that people don't normally associate because everywhere you go, it's all the same, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the same stuff because no one's making anything, so they're all buying from the same supplier. Who's getting it from the same supplier? Yeah, and they're all stocking the same thing. So yeah, it's a, I think it's about not doing too much yeah but doing a few things well that's what we're trying to do anyway <laughs> yeah and and making it interesting is the speculage the actual uh speculage is a biscuit yeah the biscuit that you speculars do is, a is your one though gevelde speculage yeah your one has the almond in it yeah as so well, that's called gevelde speculage and that's a special for the christmas season yeah okay so in holland they make that only around christmas time uh, okay it's a seasonal thing yeah but we just you know we obviously took that on and um yeah. but yeah the speculars biscuit it's a top and bottom and then yeah um yeah and then the, the filling in the middle yeah I, I, my dad would love it but um you know growing up the only thing in the biscuit tin was either speculars or 
arm and fingers. Yeah. And 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 I'd never had I'd never had yours before. But when I had yours, I was like, oh, this is the perfect combination of both. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's basically it's basically both like a sandwich, a sandwich, yeah, that's right, and that's an right. arm and finger. That's right. Yeah. yeah those arm and fingers. That obviously just the stock standard version you can get in the supermarkets everywhere now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Holland stuff, House or something it's called. Yeah. Um. And the other recipe that that's in the book is the chocolate espresso cake, right? Which is nice and rich, yep. very so sort that, of decadent. That originally comes from Canberra. Yeah, it's a pastry chef that I work with, um, or sort of a couple degrees of separation I work with. Um, yeah, she basically passed it on to me. Yeah, um, when I when we first started in the it's one of the first cakes we started making down here at the bakery. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been a winner. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's simple. It's it's mm. it's you know it, it's probably a delicate process to get it right. You know, mm. use it, doing the technique, but it's gluten free. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's gluten free, and and there's not that many ingredients. No, you know, just it's lots of the ingredients <laughs> that it is. <laughs> lots of lots of the bad ones. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, nice and rich and yeah, yeah, and I think having you know. As you say, you're trying to. It's that. It's that Australian bakery where you can go in and, and, and grab grab something and, and, and go. But as you say, you're trying to sort of bring it up a notch. And people that go to places like Flower Water so look for more interesting things. And when you've got like a nice dark chocolatey coffee sort of mm. espresso cake, it's something that that more sophisticated, um, like educated about food and also yeah. a bit older population goes for. You know, yeah, rather yeah. than. Yeah, your you, you general sort of like tradie who wants a pie and a yeah, but I think that the, the tradies are changing big time. The tradies <laughs> because the tradies have got so much disposable income. Yeah, the tradies are earning so much money. They got so much disposable income. They're suddenly getting into all that, mm. and because they got tend to have high disposable income, also their their um, you know their wives and their family they're all well to do. Mm. So you know they're all well to do people. These tradies now so. Um, they go want to go to all these places and they're, and they're up to date and all that and they all their their partners are up to date and all that. Mm. So um, they 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 often often um, come into flower water salt. Yeah, um, they must they, go for the because uh, they seem to get twenty percent of our money trades. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The um the 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 milk the the milks that you're doing as well like yeah, the malt Kirstie's, and the coffees and Kirsty's range yeah, yeah. Kirsty's range. But I'm sure that the, I know the tradies like a good iced coffee or something. Oh yeah, like that's that right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, because he's brought up all those different ranges and the, the iced tea range. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just with um, if you have a good ingredient, a good product, and good ingredients, and then you have good marketing, and um, I think it goes goes a long way. Mm, yeah, definitely. And do you do you guys when it comes to the bread? Do you want to tell me just a little bit about the philosophy behind the the bread of flour or salt? Again, I just trying to keep it really simple. Um, it's just flour, water, and salt. So organic stone ground flour, purified water, and sea salt. So that's sort of basically that's how it all started. Because um, when I was in my early twenties, I just got very frustrated um, why bread had to be so complicated and so many ingredients and all that. And now I sort of realise that's all big, big um, industry. Um, but yeah, when I started, there was very very few authentic European sourdoughs around um, and so yeah I just wanted to make real bread basically yeah. I was like 
This if is yourself, not, if not for anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I did. I made started making bread for myself. And then, um, yeah, and then just, I had a job, I had some jobs in Canberra working for the government that didn't really press my buttons. And then I'd worked through hospitality through my university days. And um, so I just said, hey, I'm not married, I haven't got any kids, haven't got a home line, haven't got anything, I've saved up some money, this is the time to give it a go. Yeah. And follow follow my passion, I guess. And um, I didn't know that I always wanted to, I actually wanted to be a chef. <laughs> I was very passionate about becoming a chef. Um, but I sort of fell into baking, so um, yeah, that's sort of where I where I sort of follow. But I never, I never sort of intended to to, to, to be a ba- to have bakeries or whatever. It just yeah. sort of happened. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. You find yourself here now. Yeah. Um, have you noticed then? I mean, over the years since you started, it, you were saying you couldn't find it, couldn't find good bread. Mm. Um, have you noticed? You know, people are becoming more aware of breads. I mean. Bread's big business now, and yeah. you know, people are people seem to be interested in it. Yeah, well, it's definitely become big business in Sydney. It's sort of ruthless industry, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the pie, the bread pie, if, if you had all the bread sales, still stayed the same. I think the, the sourdough boys have just taken some of that pie, um, and um, and so now people like Sonoma basically sort of become the tip top of sourdough, mm. um, and so they, it's yeah, so it's the same amount of bread. I think it's just different different um different types of bread being um being sort of made but it's great like i'm i'm stoked that people are eating sourdough and eating proper bread and Mm. um it's great to see everyone out there aware that there's good good bread around yeah and there's lots of lots of um lots of bakeries making great bread now so yeah um people are starting to make it themselves now as well like yeah definitely i think I still talk to a fair few people now who don't mm. really know the concept of a sourdough starter and mm. and and how that works and stuff. And it's mm. a lot of men. Are, a lot of men are getting into bread making. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A real, you know, there's a lot of men that do bread baking, yeah. uh, like proper authentic sourdough bread making. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's actually the other thing that is a bit confusing about sourdough, especially over the last sort of ten, fifteen years, is that it's not actually sourdough. Um, especially in the early days, people always got confused. I don't like sourdough. I don't like the taste of it. It's like, well, it's actually naturally leavened bread. And that's what it should mm. be called. But because we have so much American influence in this country, we end up calling it sourdough. But it should really have been called naturally leavened bread. And that's the question that I always say to people. Say, if you want to know whether your bread's truly authentic, you ask, has the bread been leavened or risen with a culture or with yeast? Yeah. Because if it's risen with yeast, then it's not... And naturally leavened powder, naturally leavened bread. So um, that's basically what what it's. There's a lot of people who don't who still don't know that, and mm. you know they might. I, I remember some people talking to me about their favourite sourdough, and mm. and it, I mean, yeah, it's it's not sourdough <laughs> if you use yes, it's that's not right. real sourdough. No, that's right. No. and that's what's frustrating too. Is there's no standard, like as you know, in Europe, there's a lot of standards around food, um, and in Australia, it just all gets lost, and no one really cares. Um, so there's people like myself who work really hard at creating an authentic traditional thing and then there's other people that um, can use the same terminology on their food product and same labelling yet they're cheating in a sense really yeah. and um, so it's quite frustrating that Australia doesn't get on board with some proper mm. proper rules and regulations about food and protect, protect people, artisans, protect artisans because otherwise the artisans are just going to stop. Yeah. Because there's no protection. Yeah. I mean, it's like in Switzerland, they protect 
a farmer with 12 cows in the Alps because they know that it's good for the future of their country. Yeah. Um, and that's what they need to do here. They really need to protect artisans who are trying to do the right thing because otherwise us artisans are just going to give up the case because what's the point when someone just puts yeast in and says sourdough yeah. on it as well? So I know. It's, it's interesting. interesting. And it, and yeah, I think... And charge the same price. I think a lot can be learned from, <laughs> from Europe when it comes to that. And, you know, the history... You know of their different food traditions over there but it, that that exactly what you're saying there translates into you know the wine industry yeah and that's right like vinegars and that's right cheeses and all that's sorts right. of things and it's written into that those countries laws that you can't call you can't call something champagne or no, you not. can't call something you know brie or whatever. yeah th- those sorts of things unless it comes from that specific region and it's made using the techniques that that's are right. written into the law and i think because of the upbringing of australia and the up people's upbringing in Australia we don't have a food upbringing so uh, the education is it's getting better but the education is poor people's food education is poor they don't have an understanding you know people think slow food is um, you know what people think is slow food comes no close nowhere near close to what it actually is yeah I mean slow food comes from food that was made without refrigeration and food with that was made you know they made slow food because they had to Mm. And that's what um, slow food movements should be is about in places like Italy. But here in Australia, I think there's still so much to learn about food, and um, we just get so many mixed messages and so much confusion that people people aren't educated. And I think in places like Sydney, especially where people are like sheep, if the Good Food Guide says that's good, then people go there. Yeah, <laughs> um, they don't make up their own mind, they make up their own decision, and they don't. It's not something they have an understanding of. So. Anything they've got to go by is their food guide, mm. and um, and so they just follow that. Yeah. So. Oh, well, um, do you do a fair bit of wholesale? Yeah, we do a fair bit of wholesale. Yeah. yeah. To restaurants and cafes and things like that. Yeah, mostly restaurants and cafes. We used to wholesale to shops, but um, because it's just the economy's difficult. It's been a, the economy's been difficult. Um, it's hard, to, you know, if they have any leftover because it's a premium product. If they have any leftover bread what do they do with it and then they lose money whereas in the cafes or the restaurants they can always use it Mm. so there's not so much wastage yeah whereas in the um in the retail scene it tends to be so i've got some big retailers they tend to take it but the little ones sort of drop off Mm -hmm. yeah that's understandable it's cool though that uh yeah like you're saying like your chefs can use it in different capacities and um you know create different and interesting menu items with, mm. with with used up bread and I think that's the benefit of wholesale is that people can get ideas on how to use they might make it like an Italian sort of toasted breadcrumb thing out mm. of old bread or yeah. you know can make this sort of bread and butter pudding or yeah. whatever it may be right. and and that sort of piques people's interest in bread mm. in general yeah, it's yeah. like seeing those yeah. other applications that can be that that's it can right. be used for mm. which is really cool yeah we yeah. try and we try ourselves do things like that we make a bread and butter pudding and yep that's the other thing we like to do is uh flour water salt we like to make just classic simple foods but do them really well yeah so like do a lasagna but do it properly yeah. and do a bread and butter pudding and do it properly because i think people don't also always want fancy or yeah you know special high-end meals and all that. sometimes i just want a nice lasagna yeah or they just want a nice pudding you know like yeah i just want something simple but it's hard to get those things good nowadays. So in terms of the take-home meals and things that we do in flour to salt, we really try and focus just on simple stuff. Yeah. You know, we do a cannelloni, we do a lasagna. 
your bread and butter pudding, things like that. Yeah, and get a good response from your customers who yeah. you know might be short of dinner and short of yeah, that's time. That's right. So. That's right. We sort of aim it too, in the sense that you know you're getting, um, um, you know, for less than twenty bucks, you're getting a meal for two. You know. Yeah. Uh, and if you just whip up a salad at home or something, you've got you know, a nice meal. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. And you retail like a bit of other sort of local produce in your different shops and things like that too yeah like the honey i guess we go we the honey's very popular the local jervis bay honey um we sell a little bit of coffee but that comes out of canberra um yeah again that's sort of kirsty's kirsty sort of lines Mm. um but yeah no that's we do try and fill the shelves with local produce yeah that's (laughs) cheeses and things yeah no that's really that's really cool. Well, yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, it's a. I think it's a. It's a business. It's a business concept that can really work, kind of anywhere. Like mm. you, you know, and not having to rely on a food co- like not having a huge sit down area where people are going to have mm. their lunch and have a chef that's constantly stressed about changing the menu all the time and, yeah. and all that sort of thing. Just having yeah. good quality food with ingredients that are familiar but you know high quality and and you know it's a place that you can just keep going back to because Mm. you know it's yeah there's enough variety there's not there's enough variety for that too I suppose people um, there is enough variety and choice there for people Mm. you know and I mean having 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 that variety in the in the retail range as well means that for me in particular like when I walk into a flower water salt I don't just go in there and get a coffee or get a sandwich or a pie for lunch but like I'm thinking about my sister who loves ginger so I'll go I'll buy her some speckalush or some yeah. some yeah. whatever and and just take a few bits and pieces away to give to other people and stuff yeah, as yeah well. that's right yeah because yeah. it is something special and um, food gifts are good good gifts <laughs> yeah exactly food gifts are the best yeah I love getting them <laughs> yeah all right Yost um, okay. I'm gonna leave it there thanks right. thanks so much for all right. for taking you Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Yost from Flower Water Salt. He's a great guy and I learned a lot from him. Um, if you want to find out any more about Flower Water Salt, you can visit them on their website, flowerwatersalt.com.au. You can find them at Flower Water Salt on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to know anything more about Quicksand Food, you can find us online at quicksandfood.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Quicksand Food. And if you want to download any more of the Southern Highlands Cookbook podcasts, you can visit our website, quicksandfood.com, where all the podcasts are available for free i hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.